All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. This is episode number 14 of Day to Day with Ben Lewis. We're surviving this global pandemic one day at a time like everybody else. I'm here with a very special guest, my oldest and possibly my best friend. This is Mark Clark, the other half of Lewis and Clark. That's right. Mark, introduce yourself. I mean, shit, you just, I think you did it on your own. That was a pretty great introduction. Yeah, I mean, it definitely stands on its own, and I do want to address uh, what everybody's thinking right off the bat. Yes, we are sitting six feet apart from each other. Uh, there's no concerns. Oh, we're taking, roughly. We're taking the necessary precautions. I'd uh, say we're socially distant. I mean, yeah. We've I mean, been adhering. That is the common term that I've been hearing these days. Uh, but anyway, we're excited to be back here. I mean, this is uh, episode number 14. We're making our way through it. I I feel horrible about what's going on. People can't leave their homes. People are yeah. in a panic. Uh, as we've been saying, panic in the streets. Pits. And, yeah, it is pits. Uh, and if you don't get that, uh, maybe think about it a little bit. Wind it back. Panic in the streets spells pits. Uh, but let's get right back into it here. Uh, we're going to tackle this whole coronavirus deal. It's what's on everybody's mind. I think this is going to be what's best. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Mark? Well, yeah, and I mean, this is going down to what? Like right in the thick of it? I yeah, I, we are right in the middle, uh, the thick of it, exactly. And uh, let's just cover a, a few topics here. For one, I, as everyone should be, have been wearing a mask when I leave the house. No, not me. Oh, God. Well, let, me, <laughs> let me tell you about this with the mask. And it's not just for your own safety. It's for others' safety. And let me explain what I've realized since I've started wearing the mask. There's a certain mutual respect when you see someone out in public that's also wearing a mask. Like, they respect you because you're both trying to save the world. <laughs> okay. And where, where this might tie in with you, Mark, that I've noticed, whenever I've driven a truck, I get that same sense of mutual respect from other people that are driving trucks on the road. Yeah. You a truck, so do you Yeah, know? yeah, there's like a little... Like a little brotherhood, I guess, in between truckers. Like, I mean, well, it goes both ways. See, my truck is not really... It's like the least trucky of trucks, in my opinion. But it's got a bed. I mean, it's an F-150 brand. It's a great car, but, like, if I pull... It's a classic truck. What are you like, talking about? It's like, it's like, well, look at the way, like, you know, you see someone with the fucking... They'll put, like, the t-shirt over their nose, but you're walking around with the M95. Exactly. Like, the t-shirt's ineffective. We all know this. Yeah, you're trying to look like... So how do you respect that person? Not too much in terms of mask brotherhood. It's laziness. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm saying I pull it to a light in my truck, and then to my left is that Dodge Ram that's like 15 feet in the air with dualies and massive like tires, like completely. All the bells and whistles. Yeah, completely lifted. And then look at my shit, my fishbowl that's basically a lowrider, and it's like, they don't give me the same truck love, so. Yeah. You get my point. I get your point, but I think you still have it. Where I'm driving a Camry. I get zero truck respect. I mean, I see another guy in a Camry. I look at that guy like, oh, God, I don't even want to make eye contact with him. <laughs> I, <laughs> seriously, it's that bad. Uh, but moving on to the next point, yeah. um, let me talk about this stimulus package that has everybody up in arms. Stimulus packages, if you haven't heard, it's what the government's doing for people that are out of work. Uh, they're giving everyone $1,200. Oh, yeah. Everyone's getting $1,200. Yeah. Um, now... Besides us. Now, I know, me, I can't, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, me and you, and what? let me explain why. Nobody between the ages of 18 to 23 is eligible for the stimulus package. Why? Your guess is as good as mine. Wait, it's, wait, it's just off the age group? like It's literally people that are behind on their child support payments 
and people between the ages of 18 to 23 don't get the stimulus package. I, I can't make this shit up. Well, I, t- I here's one reason, bros, because 18 and 23-year-olds don't vote. Well, you can't. You, you, no, 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 no. Because you don't that, think so? If you can go to war for this country, it's the old argument with why the 21... No, it should be. I'm just telling you why it isn't. I think it should be. They treat us like dirt, like I'm not a human being. I work full-time. I pay all my own bills. I mean, come on. This is this is something that needs to be coming my way. I was ecstatic for that twelve hundred dollars. It would have been more money than I've ever had at one time in my life. Wait, so and you cannot apply? No, I can't get it. Because I have I've looked I haven't looked at all into this. No, so we're I don't know shit. We're treated like dirt, uh, like subhuman, um, like apes. Your boy Trump's not giving you the twelve hundred. No, and Trump has been. I gotta tell you, I'm a big Trump fan. He's been horrible during this whole situation. And you people did? are going to love to hear this, that hate Trump. Everybody loves when somebody that loves Trump starts to rag on him. Uh, but this has been horrible. Yeah, my dad would get a kick out of this, bro. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, man, Huge your dad. Liberal. Oh, God. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> it, the situation is he should have shut everything down months ago. I mean, two months ago, if he shut everything down, and I'm talking a federal shutdown where you can't leave your house or you get a ticket, then this whole situation, we'd be over the hill by now. But instead, we're steadily climbing in cases, deaths. Now, New York City alone, the city, has more cases than any other country in the world, besides the United States, of course. It's sickening. It's horrifying. It's uh, bewildering. I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, But this brings me... What do you have to say? I mean, you know my opinion on the fucking corona. Like, I don't think this is... But the people don't. Please fill them in. Oh, well, I mean, I don't think this is that serious of a thing. You know, like, I think it's a weak flu. It's like technically what it is. And sure, it'll kill the unlucky, the unhealthy, and so forth, like, all that shit. But, like, the impact it's having is horrific. Like, this is a bad time. Don't get, don't get it wrong. I'm not, this is not just like, oh, fucking whatever. Like, it's serious. It's all the way serious. But... The way everything's being, like, gone about, everyone's out of a job, you're forced to stay home, like, it's like, you know, that's kind of just like, well, hey, I hoped you saved up for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and it goes to the same point, like, the $1,200, like, that is kind of necessary, because no one, no one thought, like, oh, well, I mean, I don't go by day-to-day life, like, well, next month there could be a fucking disease that shuts down everything. Well, of course, there's a a huge percentage of the world. That lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, I feel like if that's you, you have to you have to be able to get this twelve hundred. Yeah. If Trump wants to get reelected, that's what he would do. That's what I would do. No, there's no doubt about it. There's people that need it, but that's not to say. I mean, my whole point was, if you're between eighteen to twenty three, you may just as badly need it as somebody that's twenty four. Oh yeah, I don't fucking need it, but I wasn't gonna apply. Oh yeah, really? I get you. I probably wouldn't have either, but it's just nice to know I could have gotten. it. That sucks. I wish I wish you could. You deserved it, man. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, I, well, I'm outraged about it. But I want to talk about how dumb the American public is, and I cover this a lot on the That's show. That's pretty easy. Uh, but especially during this pandemic. So a few things that I've seen. I'm not making this up. Um, for one, I was in Publix. Yes, I ventured out to Publix um, <laughs> before you crucify me. I was gloved up, masked up, uh, essentially a full quarantine suit. If was you, shopping if you a will. pleasure? And shopping was not a pleasure in there. And let me tell you why. Because, now for people that don't know what Publix is, because I have a lot of international listeners and everything else, uh, it's the supermarket in Florida. It's awful. Uh, We don't need to go further than that. 
But <laughs> let me let me say this. Uh, I was in there, and there's a woman standing. Ah, oh God, probably ten feet away. Uh, I know they say six feet, but I like to as far away as possible is what I say. You know, the further the better. Now this woman sneezes in the middle of the aisle, ten feet away from me, and. Now, it wasn't just one sneeze. It was one of those sneeze attacks where you can't stop sneezing. You, you know what I'm talking about? That's like a red flag. That's Holy Corona. Shit. I almost had... First of all, I almost choke-slammed her on the floor. If I, Wait, if you I, had contaminated yourself. Well, that's why I didn't do it. The only reason. Uh, my hand to God. Uh, otherwise, she would have been thrown through the frozen vegetables so fast through the glass door. <laughs> But, uh, but no, so I'm horrified. I, of course, I, I'm mean-mugging her, giving her the stink eye, and I hightailed out of there. But it's just, I, I mean, what do you do? Do you report that to local authorities? I mean, that's just bad. Well, okay. Go tell a cop, uh, sir, this woman won't fucking stop sneezing or coughing. If I'm a cop, be like, I don't want to go fucking near her. Like. <laughs> You're 100% right. Cops are, <laughs> cops are worthless at this point. That's why guns and ammo has been sold out. Every single store nationwide. You, you yeah, just can't true. get your hands on one. you got to well, hold yourself. You, they won't close them, isn't that right? Yeah, I don't think they're closing I know them. Texas was like the first one to say, like, well, necessary shopping is allowed. Like, fucking, that's necessary. Oh, it's an essential business. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, you I agree. need guns. Um, because just like you said, cops don't want to get involved with this kind of stuff. It's something that they're avoiding at all costs. I say avoiding like the plague, but it's avoiding like the coronavirus. You now it's a new term. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is. Uh, coronavirus is a plague. The COVID. Now, another thing I saw, this was so horrifying and so disgusting. I see this guy wearing gloves and a mask. And I'm like, you know, this guy, he's doing his part. You know, I have that mutual respect with him. I see him. Now, he doesn't know I'm watching him. And he pulls his mask up and picks his nose (laughs) with his gloves on. No way. I I was so horrified, disgusted. I I don't even know what to I say mean, past that. For the international, for the international listeners, uh, that's just another day in Orlando. Yeah, that's no, no the doubt about it. General populace. We're here in Orlando, Florida. If you didn't know, we we're here. Oh God! Now one more thing I saw today out on the road. Unbelievable. Let me tell you about this one. This guy's riding his motorcycle down the road, and he's not wearing a helmet. But he's wearing a mask, like an N95 mask. So, I mean, he's really throwing out mixed signals here. Does he care about safety? Does he not? Does he own, does he not care about physical damage? But he cares about uh, viral damage. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that, Mark? I mean, you see that it's like an oxymoron in and of itself. Well, the no seatbelt and no mask. No, the no helmet. No helmet he's riding a, motor- mask Bro. On a motorcycle. Well, I mean, what is the thought process there? I'm all for the no helmets life. I live that life. I fucking hate helmets. If I'm going to crash and die, I'm going to crash and die. What are my thoughts on that? I think he just wants to like look cool. I mean, that would be a pretty cool picture, I guess. Maybe he was flexing. Like, because, well, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll tell you why. I figured it out. All right. I'm ready for this. I'm excited. Um, so, you fall off your motorcycle. You crack. Like, I guarantee you if he had a girl in the back of his motorcycle, she might have been wearing a helmet. This is this type of concept. Like, if you fall off your motorcycle, you just crack your head open, you die. If you yeah. catch this coronavirus, you don't know for like two weeks. You could bring it home to your mom, your dad, and it fucking kills them. And wow. you just had the flu. Like, that's a whole different ball game. Now, caring about yourself and caring about other people's, that's why I can relate. So I'd probably do the same shit as him. Like, 
I could care less about my own pain. You have to think about the people around you. Like, I okay for all the viewers. I honestly wanted the coronavirus. I and I told everyone I knew this. Like, I wanted to get out the way. But another friend of mine named Mark actually was like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna think that's all fucking cool and shit. Like, keep going out, and you're gonna give it to your mom and dad, and watch what it does to them. And you'll feel like a real fucking asshole if it kills them." And honestly, that hit home. It hit home. So interesting. Try to get my act. I gotta tell you, I like that whole explanation, and it, it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, the guy doesn't care about himself, but he cares about others. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, believable. It's believable. So I'm gonna let that one slide. I mean, this is this is why you need second opinions. Yeah, that's true. It, it, there's no doubt about. But at it. the same time, he could just be doing it to look cool, like we said earlier. Like who knows? This could be one of those guys that wears a mask and still picks his nose. Oh God, the guy picking his nose. Don't remind <laughs> me. It gives me chills. All right. Uh, on to the next. I want to talk about this toilet paper, um, what is it, the, the toilet paper emergency? I mean, what do you call it? It's oh, a shortage. The drought. The drought. The TP yeah. drought. Now, I wanted to know, and Mark, I'm asking this to you directly, as well as the fans. Feel free to send in with your thoughts. Um, if it came down to it, would you use one-ply toilet paper if it was the last available? Or would you do like a toilet-to-shower move? Just rinse off, or would you use the one ply? Okay, well, what I, I mean, I do the toilet the shower move if I fucking had to, but I would use one ply way before that. If anything, I would just use more of the one ply, like fold it over and over and over again. You know, like uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes of course, sense. I, of course, I want to fucking know. wipe my ass with Charmin Ultra Soft, and I still fucking have some. All right, I have a pretty good stockpile. You might want to keep that on the down low. Yeah, I could get robbed for it. Killed. Uh, Who no knows? Yeah, so, well, these motherfuckers don't know where I live, but... So you're saying you would use the one-ply? No question. Over the shower move? Too. Over the shower... Bro, that's fucking... Yeah, I guess. I dirty. Guess right. Yeah, I would, I would do it, too. Um, uh, we're in Florida, and uh, I hate to remind you, Mark, but the bottom <laughs> line is, what ruined us with the coronavirus, in my mind, is that it coincided perfectly with the timing with spring break. And oh man, no shit. Everybody comes down for spring break. First of all, if Florida is your destination for spring break, you're lit. That is miserable. <laughs> I, seriously, you couldn't pay me to. First of all, I live here. Second of all, I, I mean, it is so miserable. If this is what you're looking forward to all year, I pity you. I mean, that is horrifying. But there's no doubt about it. You have these stupid uh, American college students that come down from all over and they just. Don't care. They disregard oh. the health warnings. There's there's no concern for everybody else's well being. It, it's really scary, bro. It gives us such a bad rep. I mean, reasonably so. Like, it's some ignorant shit. And like, I'm, like to everyone that doesn't know, the coronavirus issue is a responsibility issue. Like, if you're sick, stay the fuck home. I don't walk into class knowing like I have some like contagious ass disease. Like. Like, I, I know some people feel like they have to, but please, stay fucking home, like... And that doesn't only apply to the coronavirus time. That's always... Yeah, that's, that's 24-7. Like, like why do you think everyone always gets the flu or a cold? It's because that one motherfucker with it just comes and gets it everybody because he doesn't care, like... I know, and there's nothing worse than when I'm on an airplane and somebody's sick on the plane. Or when you're going through security, your bare feet are going where their be bare feet were. Oh, it's, God. It is so miserable and disgusting. 
Yeah. And these people really should be shot dead. Well, they don't care about you, so why would you care about them? Clearly, there's... Zero regard for their fellow human yeah, beings. Yeah, exactly. You, you know I mean, they kind of show that one out to the public. No doubt about it. Uh, I want to talk about the people that... That are living under a rock. So I had this... I've been working up until the, the past couple weeks, and... At work, I would have people, obviously we're taking, I, I'm a restaurant manager, for those of you that don't know, and I meet people all the time through work. So, obviously you're taking different precautionary actions during these times. And I would have people consistently coming in that I would meet at the restaurant that would put their hand out to shake my hand. And do they not understand that the handshake was ruled out months ago? You don't do it anymore. Yeah, uh, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, they're living under a rock in a shell. Like, you know how much money I've missed out recently? Like, in terms of change and shit? Like, unless it's over 75 cents. I don't want to fucking grab... And, oh, I mean, I guess this is a little sidetrack, but... Oh bro, why God, is everyone at fucking that. liquor stores... Well, not Total Wine. Great place, by the way. Uh, just at ABC to buy those fucking strawberry lagers. Um, not a bad beer, by the way. But... The dude wants to hand me my change back with his bare hand. Like, what is fucking more crony than money right now? Like, oh. I don't want to risk this coronavirus. And I'm not wearing gloves, ladies. And still, why? Like, I take change and I dump it in my car. I'm pretty sure this shit spreads. So, oh. it's just a no-go right now. I didn't now. even think about the change uh, exchange. Or, like, bro, I'm getting ID'd. And this dude fucking checks my ID I with his bare hands. I people. I thought about this that. This is absurd. Like, bro... I was at the liquor store not too long ago. The guy ID'd me. I wanted to punch him in the face. Um, it's just, it's a bad situation. You can't have those things going on. And people don't think about it. It's yeah, really yeah, man, it's getting me worked up. No, you and me both. This, this coronavirus thing is literally, it's an illness of the, like, the idiots. Like, we have to deal with this because this shit is stupid. There is a fucking, and no one travels more than Chinese people. And no one has less, well... No one has less regard for life than the Chinese. And Chinese, uh, there's some great Chinese people out there, sure. I got a lot of Chinese fans watching. I, I know. I, I don't want to fucking step on it. One of my make great food. One of my best neighbors, Chinese people. Uh, shout out to them. But, <laughs> anyways, fucking dude, like Mickey Mouse, all this traveling, this is going down. It's like airports, like wide open. It's just and there's talks about opening Disney back. Like, and people would be sick. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, that'd be fantastic. Cause you know when people are sick and they're just like, oh, I didn't have it. Like, okay, motherfucker, did you get tested? No. Well, you don't know. Like, stay home, God, please. Imagine if Disney just went out of business because of this. That would be the greatest. That'd be a win. There's no way though. They have more money than God. Volcano right. Bay. <laughs> Let me just address the something that's really hard on For men during God. the quarantine, and that is the lack of female interaction that you have. Ah, uh, it's tough. And this is a this is a time, a very rare time. Well, Tinder's we're having a we're having a girlfriend or a wife or whatever it is actually benefits you. This is a very rare occurrence. Um, we're They're late right now. Yeah, you're staying together. It's very hard for the it's single good. man. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> It's good for everyone's relationship. Like, this is good for everyone who's in a relationship. I'm sure it's going one of two ways. Either they're getting sick and tired of each other fast, or it's like, aren't we glad to be together? Like, yeah, at the Publix deli counter, the woman carving the ham, I thought I fell in love with her, even though she was covered with an N95 mask and a hairnet. It's just the first female interaction I've had in weeks. Well, if I, I mean, if 
my fucking online dating can be anything to go off of. I'd say my Tinder has never popped off so hard than quarantine. Are you, on, also, are you on JDate? <laughs> no. For those of you that don't know JDate, it's Jewish dating. It's I need fine. to get on there. There's nothing better than Jewish dating. Um, so I Nothing better than Jewish women. There you go. That's a very true statement. Um, I was in Israel. I never saw anything like the women I saw over there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I did mention briefly pits, and that is panic in the streets. Um, I want to start something during this whole quarantine where I want to have people sending in the weirdest things they see. Panic in the streets. <laughs> I want pictures of the shit that's going on. And in hashtag pits. Yeah, hashtag pits. This is huge. We're going to start this. There's going to be millions of posts by the end of tonight. I mean, after the episode is released, God only knows what's going to happen. Uh, but <laughs> trademark pits. But yeah, pits is huge. There's panic in the streets everywhere. Like the guy picking his nose. Like the motorcyclist uh, with a, a mask and no helmet. Yeah. Like the lady sneezing, uh, having a sneeze attack in the middle of Publix during a nationwide pandemic. I want these things sent in uh, with the, with, you know, at day to day Ben Lewis. If you don't know the Instagram yet, you've been living under a rock, but let me just brief you again. It's D the number two D Ben Lewis. B E N L E W I S. Not L O U I S. Nobody spells it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, the French do. Oh, Jesus Christ, the French. All right. Let me, let's, let's keep moving here. Louis. Um, Easter is tomorrow. God bless all of you. Um, now, I got into a heated Amen. exchange last night uh, in my own home with my parents that essentially I was told that I'm too old to receive an Easter basket. Oh, geez, really? I, of course, demanded an Easter basket, even though I'm Jewish. I want everyone to know that. Uh, but I still want the Easter basket. I feel as though I'm left out if I don't receive one. And, Mark, I talked to you about this before the show, and you said you still receive an Easter basket. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm 22 years old, and I still get an Easter basket. And not only do you just get it, you want the Easter basket. I look forward to it. The same way when Christmas comes around, like, I look forward to Christmas gifts. 100%. It sucked the year, like, Christmas comes around, I get shit for Christmas, and this is me getting, I mean, I don't really care, but. There's no doubt about it. You want that. It's like, what? who can put an age on that kind of shit? Like, if I was Absolutely. still getting Christmas gifts and I was 45, I'd be fucking lit. Like, You're never too old to celebrate a holiday. And I'll tell you what happened. At Publix today, my mom was trying to get the stuff that she was going to put in my Easter basket in front of me. I caused a scene in the middle of Publix. I had a meltdown. You can't weird. do that. You, It's got to be a surprise. I want to wake up tomorrow morning. You know, I'm excited to get up walk into the living room, and I see a basket that the bunny dropped off. Is there anything better? Yeah. No, no, it's fantastic. My mom doesn't, won't let me know, like, she went to, well, I could see the bag, but she went to that chocolate place on Park Ave and just loaded that bitch up. I was like, well, what did you get? Peter Brook? Yeah. Solid chocolate. Over she was like, no, you can't, uh, you gotta wait for tomorrow. My mom takes that holiday shit pretty serious. And your mom does too, but. Of course. Of course. I can't believe, some, yeah, it's. I feel like I'm a parent. I'd give my kids their fucking Easter basket so they don't want that shit anymore. Now, tomorrow is Easter. It will be April 12th. Um, I just want to make this statement and then a moment afterwards for it to sink in. It's a high of 95 degrees tomorrow. <laughs> All right, if you're going uh, Easter egg hunting, make sure you fucking stay hydrated. If you're going Easter egg hunting, you will drop dead in your lawn. All right? I just want to throw that out there. 
Um, and let's not forget that they always lie. It's probably a high of 102 tomorrow. But they try to make people feel better about living here. So, but hey, isn't that good for the coronavirus? Yeah, I do think the humidity, the heat kills the virus a little bit, so it helps. So, but it's going to be miserable is the bottom line. Right. Um, I just wanted that to sink in. Also, while we're talking about Easter, I just want to say happy Passover to all my fellow Jews. It is technically Passover right now. It lasts, I think, for seven, eight days. I don't know. We, I celebrated the other night. I made homemade matzo ball soup. It was incredible. Uh, but besides the point, um, churches are closed. They're not allowed to gather. What the hell are people going to do? I mean, there's people that have been doing it their whole life. Every as, a, as a newfound Christian, that kind of stinks. Mark has recently become religious. A lot of people um, find that as a surprise, but it's... Yeah, everyone tells me... I'm, how do you feel about it? Do you feel better? Do you feel as though... Yeah, I feel better. Healthier? Stronger? No, well, spiritually, yes. You believe in heaven and hell? No. And this is... Yeah, dude... This would, this would be a long conversation. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. I just always thought, I mean, I've always said to people, if if you believe, I'm not saying I don't believe in heaven and hell. I don't know what I believe in. But I will say this. If somebody is so dedicated to the idea of heaven and they're going to heaven this and that, why wouldn't you just kill yourself? Well, you don't get to go to heaven if you kill yourself. It's that's a sin. It. Really? Yeah, that's straight to hell. Suicide goes to hell. You learn something new every day. I never yeah. knew. But, I mean, bro, like, my, okay, so my biggest counterpoint to heaven and hell is it's for eternity, right? Mm-hmm. I only get sick and tired of paradise for eternity. That's forever. That will never end. Yeah, I mean, I like, guess. Like, so, so I guess my point would be, like, I wouldn't even want to live life forever. That sounds kind of shitty. Like, so I'm saying if I'm at the gates or either org, it's like, can I just say no to this? And you just want to. Just be done? Yeah. Entirely? Like, where's the quit button? Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I so that's sense. why I guess that's... Uh, it's Don't believe in it. Don't really want to go, I guess, is my answer. And I do yeah. want to point out with the whole Easter topic, we're going to close it out there because I don't like to get too religious on the show. Yeah. But what I will say for all of you Jew haters that celebrate Easter and everything else, uh, Jesus was a Jew. Um, I just wanted to put it out there. And, uh, all right, let's get into this. Um, board Game Rage. You know about board game Rage, Mark? Uh, I think I might. Tell me. All right. So here's what goes on in board game Rage. During the quarantine, you find things to entertain yourself, board games being one of them. Uh, so we have Monopoly here at the house. I am an absolute beast at Monopoly. Yeah, you're pretty darn good. I just, I don't lose. It's, a, it's an age-old strategy that people just can't seem to grasp for whatever reason. It's like the guy that always wins at tic-tac-toe and you can't figure out why. But here's what went on. So I'm playing Monopoly with my mom and uh, stepdad over here. And I, of course, dominated. Now, my stepdad uh, just absolutely goes into board game rage because I beat him. There's no doubt about it. So the reaction to board game rage is you immediately need to play again or play another game. Generally, another game that that person is guaranteed to win at, like has a significant advantage. Uh, yeah. So what he does, right after Monopoly, I'm talking not even five minutes after we're done playing, <laughs> he dusts off a 1968 Trivial Pursuit <laughs> okay. board game. If you don't know what Trivial Pursuit is, it is trivia, and the entire game is it's essentially Jeopardy, but the problem with this is, like I do alright with Jeopardy, 
problem with this is it's from 1968, so all the questions are from 1968 or prior. I wasn't alive. By you know, I missed the boat by about 40 years. So, <laughs> so the situation is, of course, he's gonna win. It's guaranteed. He starts doing it. Oh, we'll play. You'll be fine. You'll get this. There's no fucking way. Excuse my French. That I'm gonna know any one of these questions. Where I start reading the cards. I don't know a single answer. So here's what goes on. He absolutely slaughters me in Trivial Pursuit. Um, that, so that's board game rage. That's board game rage. Uh, then, that makes sense. But yeah. then let me explain what happens. Then I, in turn, get board game rage because he just beat me so bad. Sure. So I immediately demanded a rematch. Real. And won. Wow. Hey, what are your thoughts there? It's a good win. <laughs> I mean, come on. I pulled up. Listen, if I can win a 1968 Trivial Pursuit, as far as I'm concerned, I can win in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me uh, let me move on here. I want to talk about something that you don't like that I do like, which is a michelada. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> michelada. I'm sipping on a michelada as we speak. For those of you uh. that don't know what a michelada is... First of all, get out from under the rock that you live in. But uh, the situation is a michelada essentially is Bloody Mary mix and a beer. But not just any beer, a Corona, uh, some kind of cerveza. You want it to be a Mexican beer. It's a Mexican drink. They have a certain taste to them. So I'm doing it with a Land Shark right now. But it's a great drink, refreshing, perfect when you have a hangover. I just want to give a quick shout out to micheladas. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on the michelada? You know, not not a not a fan. You think it's awful? I think it's uh, about as bad as you can get if you want to have a drink. I just had a sip of it. God damn, that shit's good. Oh. All right, next section. Just a couple awkward encounters that I've had. Um, for one, all right, this was really bad. I mean, this is something that you'd see in like a I don't even know, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode or Seinfeld. Here's what went so on. Jewish. Not even. Not even. I'm at, a, I'm at a friend's house, and the parents are there. They had me over for dinner. It was wonderful. And I recognized, I used to know his dog. So I recognized on the on the fireplace mantle, there's two boxes of ashes, like from the dog, like the dog's nameplate is on it, right? And it says, Abby. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, oh, this is nice. You got You got Abby's ashes put up here. Like, it looks good. And then there's another box next to it with the name Rose. So I said, oh, I said, was this another dog you had? What dog was this? And the parent, the dad of my friend looks over and says, no, that's my mother. Oh, really? You imagine how awkward for me? I just called his mother a dog. <laughs> but a bitch. What is the thought process there to put the... First of all, the dog was actually in front of the mother. I was horrified. Well, that's, that's weird. I didn't know what to say. I felt like he was going to ask me to leave. I mean, the whole day, the rest of the night was ruined. I mean, that must have been one great dog. <laughs> yeah. Or some, like, bitchy mom. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Jesus Christ, put your mom on a something big. Well, big okay, thing. I'm against the whole fucking ashes thing anyways. Like, but I regardless. I don't ashes in my house. Imagine in a cemetery if they buried dogs next to people. Oh, like in the family lot? Yeah, and there's a tombstone. This yeah, is... but they don't do that because, you know, people are... You know, this is Rex, and then this is my mother here. (laughs) I mean, shoot me. Um, uh, This is a... All right, so this was pretty awkward. It's $5 Sushi Wednesday the other day over at Publix. I go in there, I grab some sushi, 
I get to the checkout lady and I hand her my sushi and she's like, would you like any extra napkins or soy sauce or wasabi? And I look at her, I was like, yeah, I was like, that'd be awesome. And she's like, okay, it's right over there. And she points all the way across the store back to where I got the sushi. Oh, shit. You imagine the ball I mean, of this woman? Um, fucking thank you. <laughs> yeah, I told her, I said, ah, actually, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm going to walk across the contaminated store. Uh, uh, yeah, but $5 sushi, I mean, I wouldn't even, you asked for tuna, you get a fucking shrimp or something. I don't know. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, I got I, I got a salmon roll, and it ended up being shrimp. I don't even want to get into that. I'm Seriously? Get too angry. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. Um, now, Mark, this is something that you brought up and wanted to discuss, and it's the, the subject of mustache envy. Oh, man. Will you please explain this phenomenon to the, the viewers, the listeners? Mustache envy? I, okay, well, for those of you who are probably guessing, I rock a mustache, and, you know, you... If you if you if there's other mustachers out there, they'll understand this, and it's it's mustache envious. You probably know about it too. You go somewhere, you have your mustache on, your other friends are bearded up, whatever, whatever. And I can actually say this from real life experience. My tennis coach, for example, so I train first day with my mustache, second day of practice, we both have mustaches, and then what do you know? I go to Ben's house after, he also has a fucking mustache. This is just mustache envy. I mean. People see you with a mustache, they're like, damn, that looks kind of fire. Yeah, there's <laughs> and no doubt about it. Um, and you definitely did start a trend. I, I, I immediately got the stash when I saw yours, uh, or heard that you got the mustache. And for good reason, because the stash, it just has, I don't know, it's not, you, you don't want it year round. No. But for a month or two months out of the year, rocking a stash. You know what I think about the stash? I, I think it's like... Like, I don't think anyone looks good with a stash. I think they're inherently, like, unattractive. But it's like a flex. Like, yeah, you kind of look like stash. like you stand out, like, pedophile all that kind of shit. It's mm-hmm. just like, and I mean, if you rock a stash year-round, you're probably a pedophile. But it is kind of cool to whip out the stash once. It's like, yeah, I don't fucking care what I look like right now. It's a, it's a phase, and, you know, I don't know. People kind of just always get the envy and... Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, and your tennis coach. I mean, did he try to act like... Uh, no, he, he said, He said, and this is a quote, he said, uh, I really want people to stay six feet away from me, so I got the fucking mustache. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. So it was for his own health, he did the mustache. Uh, it, it was a weird way of busting my chops and his, I guess, too. I didn't notice. Well... Ah, never mind. But I am in on the I, I'm I'm in on the mustache envy. I mean, I 100% had it. I mean, there's a reason I went straight to my bathroom and shaved up. And there's no doubt about it. You need the stash. Uh, but let me get into. We have a caller, a call in. Uh, some guy out of LA. I, I don't know who he is, but he called into the hotline and he had a question about his work. And I, I think it's important that we do address this. So let's get this going. Day to day with Ben Lewis. How you doing? My name is Todd here. Um, got a quick question for you more, more of just a rant um, when you've been belittled by your co-workers treated like dirt um, you know not appreciated at all by the company do you feel that you owe them that much to put in your two weeks notice or should you just say screw it because you screwed me I'm going to screw you and not do that for them uh, big fan here day to day Lewis Todd 
from Los Angeles, California, signing on. God bless. Damn, that's a right. that's a tough question, Todd. First off, I want to say to Todd, thank you for that. God bless. Everybody needs that right now. Yeah, and and God bless everyone else listening to this. Happy Easter. This is a great Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Uh, it's very one sided of you just to say <laughs> Happy Easter, but. Let me, uh, even anti-Semitic, I might add. But let, <laughs> oh, me, uh, let me say this. Todd, you're, you've came to the right place. Uh, this is a very important subject that I think a lot of people uh, end up dealing with at some point in their life. And I've been there, I've had a few jobs, decent amount, and I, I've been there where I've given the two weeks notice, and I've been there where I haven't. And it all is very situational. Um, what do you have to say about it before I dive too deep, Mark? Oh, dude, if they treat you like how Todd says they treat you, screw them. I had the best quitting story of like a... I think... Oh, I have actually... I'll give you my That's example. Here. Okay, so I used to work, for those who don't know, I worked a, uh, a valet job downtown at A-Loft, but I'm pretty sure it was a gay hotel, so called it the Gay Loft. Ah. But, um, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, anyways, they they said, yeah, we'll give you these great shifts, whatnot. I became the overnight weekend guy, basically every week. So it started off looking from a seven to three, turned into a seven p.m. I mean, uh, eleven p.m. to seven a.m. And I mean, overnight. Yes. You valeted overnight. Yes. On Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday. How do you make any money? You do not. Oh my god. So yeah, this is like. And before I was working like great times, and it's just the way it worked. Like, and I was a new guy; I got screwed out of it. I mean, they bump you up like from seven dollars to ten dollars an hour, but you don't make any fucking tips. So, it's a ten hour like it's a ten hour fucking job. Oh. I mean, ten dollars an hour job. Anyways, they, they pulled this fast on me, and that's just that was my schedule. So it was either quit or keep doing them. So I did it. The first week, I thugged it out, did it. And then, like... I can't imagine. It was the worst. What do you see in downtown Orlando from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m.? Just an occasional, like, weird drunk couple. I mean... Bums everywhere? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, the A-Lot, bro. We'd always have bums walking through. But I would just sit inside the hotel lobby because, I mean, there was no cars to park. Oh. But, like, we had an outside stand. Like, I was supposed to stand out there outside all You got scumbagged. I guess. Oh my god. What scumbag. Oh, they treat you like dirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, second week of the night shift, it was Thursday at 2 a.m., and I just left. Didn't say anything. Didn't talk to anyone. I just, I walked out, and I got, like, my phone was blown up. I was called, like, a thousand times over because they needed someone to park the car, and I just said, I'm sorry, I shit myself. Uh, wasn't going to stay. <laughs> so I went home, and they were like, well... I mean, I couldn't really say much to it. They're like, well, like, I was like, I went home to shower and change, of course. They're like, well, are you coming back? And I was like, no, I think I quit. They're like, well, can you at least finish out tonight? And I was like, uh, definitely not. Man. So, yeah, that's how I did them. Two weeks notice? Hell no. I will say, I've seen that tactic before, using the shark as an excuse to get out of work. Well, what can you tell someone that shit themselves? Oh, no, it's genius. There's no doubt about it. Like, if you're ever in jury duty, you don't, like, let's say you can't get out of jury duty, just go into the bathroom, and, well, you kind of have to shit yourself, though. You can't just say you shit yourself. Like, you actually shit yourself, like, no one... It's got to be, like, right after you fart, and you, like, fart next to the guy that's in charge, and you're like... Oh, well, that could be... That could be good. Yeah, that could work. Because as long as he smells it, he's horrified. You know, 
uh, I got this from one of my best friends because I was in jury duty and I really wanted to leave. And he told me that I should do this. And I was too chicken to shit myself. So what I did at lunch break is I walked, and this is also in downtown Orlando, and I walked into a back alley, picked up a rock, beat my head in with a rock for a good like six times, walked back into jury, said I just got jumped and I want to go home. They let me go. Wow, you have some good excuses. You should write a book about these. I mean, maybe. But I so to answer your question, Todd, uh, back to the original <laughs> yeah. point. I can, but we we just got way off base. Uh, but the 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 situation is, like I said, it's very situational, and you have to gauge it kind of yourself. If you're being treated like dirt and you're getting screamed at for no reason, I mean, I just quit on the spot. That's the, that's the reason. That uh, I've left jobs without yeah, notice. Yeah, two weeks is a respectful quit. It's like, I, I appreciate what yeah, you do now, for me. Now, if you found something better, a different job path, something down the line, and you, you know, you're going to start there, and you're moving up the ladder, then sure, put your two weeks in, do the right thing, leave on good terms, I Agreed. get all that. Yeah. But if you're being treated like absolute dirt, you want to give them a little bit of a, a fuck you and say, you know... I'm gone. Good luck covering my shifts for the next few weeks. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. You're going to screw them. Put them in a bad spot. I have no problem with that. But, Todd, I, I appreciate you calling in. Um, we want all fans to call in. Don't forget. Um, and I, we're kind of closing here. I mean, I do have – I always pose a question of the day. Um, and, Mark, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. But I notice that there's certain people that frown on pissing outside. Like, if you're a male. Like, if you... And if you're like... Oh, I was going to say, who frowned at women? No, no. Like, I get that. But, like... Yeah. There's other funny. males that... Like, say there's a bathroom, you know, 100 yards away, but there's a tree five feet away. Like, I'm going to go to the tree. Like, if, if it's fine. If I feel as though it's socially acceptable in that situation. Yeah, if I'm not, like, in general public. Like, what's the big deal? I mean, I get it. You can't wash your hands. I get it. No, I... Wa- okay, I don't wash my hands after I take a piss. Oh, God. Even during the coronavirus? Oh, you think my dick has a coronavirus? I don't know where it's been. All right. Well, <laughs> the, the situation is, uh, I don't think that's a huge deal. Yeah, but I get what you're I get your point. Like, I, I, I keep my penis clean, so why do I need to... Well, okay, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just got to throw it out there, but I, I've never understood It's skin that. at the end of the day. It's like, if I fucking shake my own hand, I don't go and wash my hands. Yeah, it's the same thing. Now, yeah. if I... I don't mean I don't piss all over my hands. So I don't feel the need. Now, if I take a shit, I'll go wash my hands. Yeah, of course, because you're wiping. You don't know. There's nothing worse than when a finger breaks through toilet <laughs> paper. Next thing you know, you're wiping with your bare finger. All right. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, we pretty much covered all the bases here. I mean, Mark, do you have anything else that you want to say to the people, the fans, the, the listeners? I mean, not really. Besides happy Easter and stay safe, stay quarantined, stay yes. smart. Yeah, honestly. we want to say stay safe. God bless everybody. This has been episode number 14 of Day to Day with Ben Lewis. I want to thank Mark Clark for joining me in the studio My here. My pleasure, bro. This, uh, this has been a, a very insightful, exciting episode. Yeah, uh, once Glad again, to be here. thank you for joining us. God bless and good night.